Welcome to the Mastering Leadership Podcast, a podcast for pastors and their teams by two guys that get it. Well, welcome back to the Mastering Leadership Podcast, a podcast for QB pastors and their teams by two guys that get it. I'm your host, Timon Benson. I'm the Leadership Development Manager at QB, and I'm joined by Mark Westhazen, the Director of Church Health Services. Welcome, Mark, to the show again. Oh, thanks, Timon. Good to be back talking about leadership. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and, you know, we have this podcast, Two Guys That Get It, and they said to me, well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you get it because I don't. <laughs> And I guess it could be it could be taken the wrong way, couldn't it? Yeah, we're, we're two guys that get it. Is not we're finally the two experts. No, we're, we're the two that have got it all figured out. No, um, the heart behind the two guys that get it podcast is we're two guys who know what it's like to yeah. be in a situation like yours. Yeah, leading a local church. You know, yeah. we've, we've led smaller churches and larger churches yeah. and old churches yeah. and brand new, new churches, churches, everything yeah. between in yeah. uh, three different states between the two of us. <laughs> uh, so we, we we know what it's like to be leading a church, to be a pastor with a team. And this, this podcast really is a podcast for QB pastors and their leadership teams. Yeah. And this season we're focusing on teams. Teams, teams. So we've been talking all about teams this season. We've been talking about, you know, how to grow a team from scratch, the components of a healthy team. And uh, as promised, we are going to be now talking about the five dysfunctions of a team, Mark. The five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah, the five dysfunctions of a team is probably the most famous book on healthy teams. Yeah. It's written by a guy called Patrick Lencioni. Patrick is a, uh, a Christian guy, but he's a business consultant thinker. And he's, he's this amazing guy, isn't amazing he? Amazing guy. He's funny as. Like he, yeah. listen to him speak, he's hilarious. He's like he's, really scatterbrained, but a genius. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a, <laughs> that's a great description. He's a genius airhead. Um, but, but Patrick is able to think really clearly yeah. about uh, healthy organizations, whether it's a church or a charity or a business, and about healthy teams particularly. Yeah. He's got such great insights, and I think they um, you'll be blessed by them. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I read the, the book. It was um, many years ago, and I just – it was like one of those aha moments. Like it made me realize, ah, oh, that's why the team that I was in was really struggling – it was because there were some of these dysfunctions that were actually in the team. It really was able to help me, gave me a paradigm for thinking about my my team and why my team was so dysfunctional. So we are hoping that out of this podcast, you might have that same aha moment. That's if you right. haven't been exposed to this before, maybe you'll think about your own like eldership team or your own leadership team and you'll go, wow, okay, I see. Some of these dysfunctions are in my team and that's why... You just It's just not kicking goals. So without further ado, Mark, let's look at these five dysfunctions. What are they? What's the five dysfunctions? Yeah, well, the, the way the, the, the book works is he the first sort of three quarters of the book is a leadership fable. He yeah. tells a story about this imaginary company who discovers and overcomes these dysfunctions, but they're a pyramid, right? So there's a base layer, the foundation, unless you fix that foundation So it's like first. a diagram with yeah, a pyramid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like a pyramid diagram, yeah. Uh, not a pyramid scheme, just a pyramid <laughs> picture, right? So at the bottom, the base foundation, the first dysfunction is an absence of trust. trust yeah. And when he says trust, he doesn't mean predictability. Yeah. Like I've known you for a long time. I know that if you say five past seven, you'll be there at five past seven. Yeah. I trust you. You know, yeah. It's not that. It's vulnerability-based trust. It's this is a safe place for me to be real and vulnerable and raw and admit mistakes and where I need help. And I'm not going to be rejected if I'm 
vulnerable. Yeah, because I guess if you if you like if you were to say to team members, do you trust each other? They're going to say, yeah, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. We I trust. Five past seven. Everyone's yeah. here on time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a different sort of trust. That vulnerability based trust, which creates an environment where people can open up and share honestly about their weaknesses, where they need help, where they need help, yep. and then can also share their opinions. That's right. Like their honest feedback and opinions about what you're doing as a team. That's right. So that's to be into the second dysfunction, which yep. is the fear of conflict. Yeah. So the, And this kind of conflict is not interpersonal conflict, like I yep. have a problem with you. It's ideological conflict. It's, yep. it's conflict about ideas. It's yep. what's the best way to do this? How are we going to tackle this? What approach are we going to have? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Yep. So if you have a fear of conflict, um, that's going to be a massive dysfunction and barrier to your team because you'll never actually get the key topics on the floor yeah. for discussion. Yeah. You'll just be – one of the ways you know you have a fear of conflict is after the meeting. Yeah. There's another meeting. There's another meeting <laughs> in the men's bathroom. Wow. How many times in elders' meetings has that happened? In the church car park <laughs> where people actually say, you know what, I wish I had have said or blah, I can't blah, believe blah, blah, we blah. didn't talk about this. Oh, or, that is so true. That's a that? fear of conflict. That's a fear of conflict right there. people are afraid to say – hang on, I disagree, I think there's another way to approach this. Yeah. They they have too much fear of offending other people in the team. There isn't that trust that if I actually express what I really think, what I really believe, that you will actually treat me well and you'll accept what I'm saying. That's right. And uh, Yeah. Wow, wow. So the foundation layer is you have to overcome an absence of trust. trust. Yeah. Second layer is you have to overcome a fear of conflict. Yeah. The third dysfunction is a lack of commitment. And yeah. this is really a lack of buy-in, a yeah. lack of opting in. It's yeah. I'm just going to do my thing in my area yeah. um, rather than saying, you know what, I'm 100% committed to the to goals the, that we have as a team. The vision and the mission. Vision, the mission, yeah. and what we agreed to, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, lack of commitment. And then after that is an avoidance of accountability. And this is the... Overcoming the awkward moment of holding other people accountable for their failure to perform, Yeah. right? So simple example, uh, Timon, we started the meeting at 10 o'clock. It's now quarter past 10 and you're just rocking up. Yeah. Um, That's not okay. Yeah. But what happened? Yeah. That's super awkward. Yeah. It's super awkward, especially if you're not the team leader, you know, like, bro, where were you? What happened? Yeah. Um, But unless you actually uh, overcome that fear of it being weird – and to say, you know what, we're going to hold each other accountable because yeah. we're committed to each other and committed uh, to the team. Yeah, you've got to overcome that avoidance of accountability. And it's interesting, like that, um, you know, and that has to be, that accountability has to be, it, it's the best form of accountability when it isn't just the team leader keeping each one of the members of the team accountable, yeah. but actually the other members of the team. It's a culture of mutual accountability. Yeah, of mutual accountability. Like, you know, uh, I'm a rugby league fan. i got to admit it. It's one of the ways where we disagree. I think <laughs> rugby league is the sport they play in hell rather than in heaven. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things they say about the Penrith Panthers, which they won the grand final this year, is that uh, what they've done is they've set standards and everyone in the team knows the standards. And so everyone is keeping everyone else accountable for the standards. That shows... Yeah. A good team, a good team which has That's overcome right. these dysfunctions. That's right. And then what will what will be what's at the top of the pyramid? So you have an absence of trust leads to a fear of conflict, leads to a lack of commitment, leads to an avoidance of accountability by the members of the team. And what's the top? The very top one is the inattention to results. In other words, we don't follow through on are we actually achieving the results we set out to achieve? 
Right. Um, so we uh, are we actually, you know, if you're if you're a church, are we actually making disciples? Yeah. Are we helping new people join our church? Are we yeah. actually helping the community? Yeah. What are the key markers? And are we actually nailing those things? Yeah. Or are we just like, oh, we did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Everyone's okay. But again, it's having the hard conversations to say, did we nail this or not? And if not, why not? And so you end up getting silos. You end up getting people just caring about their own particular ministry. As long as I did my part, I'm good. Yeah. And my own particular performance, my own career, whatever it might be, that. That's what they care about. And so rather than actually caring for the overall performance of the team, you know, I remember, Mark, when my pastor, Pastor Graham, uh, when I was an associate pastor, he would say to us, he would say, you realize that when people come into our church, they don't just experience your ministry. And this was a group of, like, we were his associates. So you had, like, the worship pastor, you had the children's ministry pastor, you had the newcomers pastor, you had the small groups pastor, and you had the... Uh, you know, the youth pastor. And he said, you've got to realize that people don't just experience your area of ministry. They experience everyone's areas of ministry so that you might be kicking goals as a worship pastor, but if they come in and the toilet's not clean and they That's come right. in and, and um, there's no small group for them to join, there's or no whatever. small group for yeah. them to join. And, and it's just that they don't get welcomed well, then that they're not going to stay in the church. So now how do we then, as you know, it all starts down on that bottom level. That's right. The absence of trust. The absence of trust. So, so how does a team like how do you, you you're you're a you you know our listeners out there they're thinking, man, I can see some of these dysfunctions in my team. How do you actually, as a team leader, cultivate that vulnerability based trust? What do you do to actually cultivate that? Yeah, that's right. So you you got to start at the bottom of the pyramid. So maybe what might be helpful just to to describe a bit. Okay. Like to diagnose, right? Yep. How do you know your team has an issue? So give some markers. Absence of trust. Yeah, yeah. So here, here's a few that, again, Lindsay only pulls out. Uh, they conceal their weaknesses. Team members conceal their weaknesses from one another. They hesitate to ask for help or provide constructive feedback. Well, because it's not safe, right? They hesitate to offer help outside of their own area of responsibility. They jump to conclusions about the intentions of others without attempting to clarify them. They fail to uh, recognize and tap into the skills and experiences of others. They waste time and energy managing their own behaviors for effect. Mm-hmm. In other words, all I've got to do is make sure I get I out look of this. Good. I look good. Yeah. I don't get involved in anyone else's stuff. They hold grudges and they dread meetings and avoid spending time together. So if you look at your team and say, oh, man, we've got some of that, yeah. you probably have an issue with trust. Yeah. So how do you then overcome the absence of trust yeah. This, this is probably the most important thing we're going to say today, right? This next yeah. bit. Yeah. The leader has to demonstrate vulnerability first. Right. That is the that is the starting point. That is the key that unlocks the rest of a healthy team is yeah. the leader demonstrates vulnerability first. And as they do that, they create an environment where it's safe to be vulnerable and trust grows. You know, I was just thinking about Jesus, you know, and how he actually did express vulnerability to his disciples, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like the night before he was crucified, he actually, you know, actually sweat drops of blood. They were around him. He was saying, you know, Father, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. My soul is actually weary unto death. You know, all of that sort of stuff. Jesus was actually, our Savior was actually vulnerable to his, to his like, disciples. That's yeah. right. 
how how do we know that happened? Well, because the disciples were there. Jesus yeah. told them it was yeah. recorded, ended up in the yeah. Gospels, you know. So Jesus models that vulnerability. Yeah. Now, sometimes here people think about vulnerability as in um, failings yeah. or incompetency. Yeah. Like I don't want to tell people how dodgy I am, how bad I am, or my deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. We, we don't mean that. When we talk about the leader demonstrating vulnerability, it's the leader saying things like, I'm not sure what to do here. Yeah. Or... I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed by this yeah. or I think I need some help here Yeah, yeah. or I don't know this is going to work, yeah. right? It's yeah. that level of – Taking or, off the mask. That's right. Or yeah. I, I've been burned before by this, Yeah, you know, or this is an area that I failed in, in the past and I'm wow. worried it's going to happen again. Wow. Right? That's not incompetency. That's not oversharing or con- you know, kind of confessing your deepest, darkest you know, sins to people. But it's just being real about your own fears, concerns, vulnerabilities. Wow. Wow. And, um, and I think also on the back of that, Mark, is it's not only maybe the second most important moment after the leader going first yeah. is actually the first time someone shares the first time someone else in the group expresses vulnerability, how the leader actually responds to that, what they actually do then. If the leader actually says, well, thank you very much for sharing, mm. you know, and they quickly... No, no, it was a hard thing, yeah. Yeah, and they quickly move on. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. probably not going to create yeah. a lot of trust in that team. But if they maybe quiet, you know, slow down, actually just give it space and, mm. and, and you know, silent and just, just sit in the moment with that that's person... Right then that's going to send a message to everyone else in the team, hey, this is the type of team we, we are. You can express what's on your heart and we, we still accept you and, and this is the type of team we are. That's right. And we need to help each other. None of us are the full package. Yeah. You know, thanks for sharing that you need help in that area. It's really important that we're able to ask for help and just want to acknowledge that. And I need help. And you know, the more you can lean into that moment of vulnerability and normalize it mm. and say this is a place where we can be real and yeah. vulnerable and a bit raw with one another. Yeah. Express our concerns, our doubts, our, our fears, express where we need help, express our failures. The more we can do that, the stronger the team will be, the more we will come together and build that um, vulnerability-based trust or that safe place as a yeah. team. Yeah. Now, there are some other things that we can do as well. So there's, that is absolutely critical, the leader going first, the leader creating a culture of vulnerability-based trust. But there are some other things that will help that culture. What are some of those things, Mark? Yeah, well, some really practical things you can do. Uh, a personal histories exercise, you know, so to write down, ask people on a team retreat maybe to write down some of their personal history, you know, yeah. moments from their childhood, moments that they were challenged, highlights of their life, you know. It can be um, just your life story. It can yeah. be responding to a few set uh, questions. But some way to, to tell your story so that people understand who you are, what you've been through, what it was like for you, yeah. all of that creates um, – it helps create vulner- a vulnerable space. Yeah, I remember with my teams, like whenever – I did that a number of times when I was a senior pastor. When my team changed – I would take them away for an overnight. And I remember this one time in particular, I had been teaching them how to do, how to craft their life story. It's a particular tool that you use where you like think about the chapters of your life and how God was moving and you, you, you know, the, the various models in that chapter and all of that sort of stuff and, and the lessons that you learn. And so I got them all to work on their life story. Then we went away for this 
two day two day offsite with with each other, and uh, and people were starting to share. And then, unfortunately, I had to leave. I had to leave the the offsite because of a crisis that was happening back in my home, and so I left. And then the whole team came back the next day, and it was amazing the level of community that was that had been built just from those two days. People went really deep, and they shared like stuff that had happened in their childhood, things that had yeah, occurred, well. and it was it was huge. It was a breakthrough moment for that team. Hmm just taking those two days away. So, you know, if you haven't done that with your team, maybe yeah. that will be the breakthrough moment for you. Just take your team away and you go first and share your That's life right. story and get other people to share their testimony and life story. And you will find that that might actually mm. lead mm. to a whole new level of of trust in your That's team. Right. Yeah. I remember doing one where the two organizing themes were pain and beauty. Oh, wow. You know, so tell your story throughout the decades of your life. Yeah. With the beautiful moments yeah. and the painful moments. Wow. And, and then share that story with other people. Oh, it was really powerful. I actually got tears in my eyes just writing it down. It was really quite <laughs> moving. So Lydia goes first. Um, personal histories. Another thing you can do is actually look at team effectiveness. So map out um, what are you good at? Uh, what are your growth areas? Where do you need help? Yeah. Um, what's our team um, strengths and weaknesses? Where do we need each other? And all of that is just to put on the table for people to say, oh, actually, I'm not good at problem solving or I'm not good at finishing things off or I'm going to need help to motivate people or whatever. And as you actually map out the team's strengths and weaknesses, people are able to express their own, um, yeah, growth areas. And that can be a really easy way uh, to, um, yeah, build trust. I mean, and, and also part of that can be also doing personality um you know, personality quizzes and yeah. getting your team members to actually do some personality profiles. And there's many of them out there, like, like DISC and Enneagram and, you know, what's the other ones? Uh, Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs, yeah. those sort of things. And that can help you understand the different members of the team. You know, I <clears throat> over the years, one of the things that I did was I just had this simple, like, chart where I had on it, like, you know, my favourite, you know, pet growing up was this, um, my favourite TV show was this. Um, and one of the last questions on it was what I want my team to know. And that was a very interesting question. Um, and I'll never forget this one guy, he filled out that question and he said, what I want the other members of my team to know is that when I'm quiet in a team discussion, um, it's not like I'm disengaging. I just need time to process. Mm, Yeah. Now, that was so important, Mark, for me to yeah. know because, like, I'm the sort of person who whenever there is a spare, like, piece of air, I fill it with my words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking. But, you know, just for him to actually express and actually to learn about him, that he needed space to process mm, things yeah. was so important for the rest of the team to know. Yeah. And, and that's what you're trying to do, isn't it? You're trying to actually gain knowledge of each other and that will then build this this culture of trust. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember doing this one day with a, with a team and we used the Leading From Your Strengths profiling tool and we yep. went through and talked about um, our own stuff and just each person shared about this is what I'm like yeah. and this yep. is, you know. And one of the parts you, we talked about was um, what we're like under extreme pressure. Yeah. So when we're really under the pump, what is it like to be with us? Yeah. And to be able to express some of that yeah. and own some of that and hear that from other people, it just like it gave us a way to talk about our the hard stuff 
about yeah. working with each of us in yeah. a way that was much less threatening. Yeah. So I was able to say, for example, um, I like to lead through people. Yeah. So when I'm under pressure, I will, I will come across manipulative, yeah. controlling, uh, demanding, yeah. um, maintain image at all cost, win at yeah. all cost, yeah. because that's what I'm like under the pump. So yeah. I just dial it up and dial it up and dial it up until we get it done. <laughs> and then afterwards I have to go back and apologize to all the people that I've burned yeah. and overdrawn the trust account with them because um, we just had to get it done because yeah. I, I couldn't afford to fail yeah. because that's my personality type and leadership style, right, yeah. Un- under extreme pressure. So when I shared that with the team and they said, oh, yeah, Westy, we've seen that in you, I'm like, <laughs> great, <laughs> ouch. But true, and then the trust went deeper. Yeah. And then we were able to talk about, well, what about you? Yeah. What, what are you like under pressure? Oh, I just yeah. get pedantic. I'm a, I get nitpicky. I get yeah. frozen on the details. And yeah. I just become really difficult to work with because I'm so dogmatic. You can get paralyzed right. and not That's be right. able to move forward. But just using that tool yeah. and being able to share and then for the rest of the team to say, this is what it's like to work with you when you're like that, now that you've brought it up, you know, yeah. helped us to go deeper and to build that trust where we know that we have each other's backs. We know that it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. If I'm, if I tell the truth, if I say I need help, I'm not going to be um, kicked off the team. I'm yeah. not going to be marginalised or maligned. I'm actually going to be embraced because yeah. we all need help in different ways, and we all need to support each other. Wow. So the, the the risk of not addressing this absence of trust is that the team never grows because it's not safe to ask for help. Wow. Admit fault, support each other give a little so you you stay in silos you stay paralyzed you only focus on what on your thing and you miss out on what god has you miss out on all the unique strengths that each team member brings to actually the team don't you yeah because people are not are not actually invested that's right in that team that's right fantastic yeah so as we conclude um talking about absence of trust next week we're going to actually go through the other four dysfunctions but we felt that we needed to address this Topic because it's really the foundation, the foundation, a foundation yeah. of all the other ones. Um, what is one thing that you know? Every 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 time we have our podcast, we like to like nail it with one application point. You know, if someone looks at their team and they're like, "Ah, oh, this is I got this dysfunctions. I can see the five dysfunctions in my team." What's one thing yeah. that that they can do and take yeah. away? If you're the kind of person that writes things down, this is a thing to write down. Yeah. Plan to be vulnerable. Right. Plan. In, in, plan to be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. In your team meetings. Yeah. Say, I've got a plan. I'm going to go in. As we talk about organizing our Christmas carols event coming up, I'm going to make sure I talk about this part of my vulnerability. Yeah. Where we did this big event in the past and people didn't rock up and I felt like a failure and I'm afraid it's going to happen again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Plan to be vulnerable because if you don't – do it. Yeah. If you don't model vulnerability, the rest of the team won't feel safe to do it. You'll never overcome this dysfunction. But if you plan to be appropriately vulnerable, yeah. you know, I think that's the key. Wow. So that's one thing you can do. In your next team meeting, plan to be vulnerable in some way. Wow. Fantastic, Mark. Well, as I said, we're going to be looking at next time the other four dysfunctions of a team. Hopefully this week, you'll go in your team meeting and you'll plan to be vulnerable and you might start to see that team start to turn around. Well, thank you, Mark, for joining us. All good. And we'll see see you next week. Yeah.